Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. This week I have three guests for The Price of One, uh, three of the men behind the long-running hit play here in Los Angeles, Bob's Holiday Office Party. This is going to be its 22nd year. I've seen this play somewhere between five and ten times, and it is a highlight of the holiday season. I laughed my head off, and it's brought me a lot of joy over the years, so I'm so happy to get to, to talk to... Uh, to these guys. So before we get to that, though, I want to get a little plug in. I have an official sponsor now. This podcast is brought to you by LifeCast by Dennis Hensley. That's my um, new thing, my new company. Uh, how it works is celebrity journalist Dennis Hensley, perhaps you've heard of him, brings his winning interview style to you, creating a one-of-a-kind audio heirloom that's as easy to save and share as your favorite podcast. So how it works is I come to you, I interview uh, you for a couple of hours, I go away, I edit, I put music in and whatever, and then I deliver to you a glorious sound file that you can share the link with loved ones. You can have it for yourself to always remember where you were at. If you're somebody that wished you'd kept a diary, but you never did, but you want to get some of uh, your stories and your feelings down for posterity or just for yourself, Get a LifeCast. That's the way to do it. So you can learn more at getalifecast.com. And if you book yours, you don't even have to do the interview. Just as long as you book it by January 1st, you will save uh, 25%. So there you go. Getalifecast.com. That's enough plugs, I think. You know, check out the Dennis Anyone Facebook page, all of that stuff. um, And follow Get a LifeCast on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And join the Get a LifeCast Facebook page. I would love that. All right, that's it. Here are... Okay, wait. Okay, without any further ado, here come the men behind Bob's Holiday Office Party. We have the co-writers, Joe Keyes and Rob Elk, who also appear in the show, along with another one of the actors, Mark Fight. Hey there, I'm coming to you from the beautiful Silver Lake home of Rob Elk. He is one of my guests today. Uh, I've got three of the men behind my favorite Christmas tradition in L.A., the stage show Bob's Holiday Office Party. And, and, uh, so we have, um, we have Rob Elk. Uh, yes, he's one of the stars and the, and the co-writer, right? Along <laughs> yes, with... And the star. And that's what he sounds like, so you can get their voices. Joe Keys. Hello. Uh, also appears in the, in the play and co-wrote it with Rob. And we have one of the other actors in the piece that I've seen many times, uh, Mark Fight. I'm going to talk like this, so you'll be able to tell. See, there me. you go. No, I'm not. I, I talk like that. this. All right, so this is the 22nd year you guys have mounted Bob's Holiday Office Party, and as a somebody who could yeah. use some laughs, um, I really, really appreciate that you guys always bring it back. Do you ever think not this year, or do you always? Is it always like we're doing it again? Is it like uh, a given? Yeah, I always think about it in September. Yeah. Say, oh, are we going to do it again? And then. Uh, I usually get a, an email from somebody about that time going, hey, where's Bob's going to be this year? And then I go, oh, okay, well, well, we have to do it again. I had a streak of bitterness shoot through me this year, and I went, oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then I went, Why, what that, where's that come from? It's just, you know, general bitterness. Hey, I, I get I have it. to do it. It's I fun, get it. and you feel better doing it. And then we get laughs, and people like it, and why the hell not? We do, we do have a good time, and it. it's kind of like, it, you know, it's set as an office party at an insurance office, a small yeah. town in Iowa. 
But since we're all kind of actors and unemployed guys most of the time, it kind of like is a real office holiday party for us. Right, exactly. So we, we have to do it. It is. Yeah, yeah. and some of us, uh, we see each other throughout the year, but it's kind of uh, a way for us all to get together. Yeah. A gang, it's kind of a happy reunion. It's become such a tradition, really, after 22 years that we, it's almost hard to not do it. Yeah. I mean, because so many of the actors that are in it, we have done it for 22 years. Mm-hmm. One, those Us and those that aren't here. So when, like these guys just said, when we get together, we end up, oh, we squabble and fight the first couple of days because everybody thinks they knew, know everything about who wrote everything. Right. You know, and we get over that, and then we have a blast. It's also sort of, a, sort of a blessing and a curse that we do it every year because uh, the, the, the blessing is we're, we enjoy it. The curse is we're all always available. <laughs> That's right. Our, our careers uh, allow us to be available right. every December. In yeah. fact, we're available about uh, 11 and a half months out of the year. Yeah. yeah. We, we could do a show every week. I'd like to say I'm proud yeah. to say I've never missed a show. That's uh, awesome. Given what you just said, that's kind of a sad thing. No, I have yeah. missed a couple shows. So I, you I, have? Oh, yeah. that's right. You were shooting a movie one time. Marquez, and yeah, we thought 22 years ago, that ah, we won't be able to do this next right. year because we'll all be on series. Well, I'll be serious yeah. regulars. I'm going to be in Shondaland and, uh, or yeah. something, you know? <laughs> now Fargo. Now it's sort of like, okay, who's going to be the first one to, like, fall and break a hip on stage? <laughs> or who's going to be the first one that suffers some kind of cardiac event during this thing? And that's a whole other betting pool. It's another sort of well, moment of suspense. Well, we have sadly. Huh? There has we have lost we a, have lost people uh, not on stage but no not on stage true but original cast members who are no longer with us yeah, well yeah Tom Carey two yeah. people that have been at least associated with the show that have passed yeah. on Tom Carey and, and Jimmy oh Jimmy Jimmy yeah. I think that's yeah. all there's so there's a lot of people in the show there may be yeah. some that we can't remember that crawled so, off and died so how would you describe <laughs> the plot and <laughs> sorry certainly if you into happy holidays. <laughs> How would you describe the the show to someone that you just met at Starbucks or whatever? Well, I say it's a, uh, a insurance agent's uh, small town insurance agent, Bob Finhead, yes, who is having a party in his office, right? And it's that simple. And then his clients come by, and and uh, the party starts from there. It just yeah. starts out very slow and ends up uh, in another level. Imagine, yeah. imagine it's nineteen sixty in the middle of Iowa in a town of two hundred and fifty people, right? Who never go anywhere. And all of a sudden, you're thrust into their annual Christmas party with all these b- b- funny characters. That's yeah. kind of a way to describe it. It takes place in modern day, but it feels like it's 1960. They're like stuck it, yeah. there. They're stuck, stuck in, in their own stuff, you know, right, in their yeah, own history. Right. All the gossip yeah. and all the anger and everything comes out with the booze. Yeah. Right. And uh, it gets everything. more and more chaotic. But it does yeah. take place in today's times because we right. make references to our current political situation a little bit. Not we don't yeah. hammer it, but we. Well, I remember there were a few lines last year, and I have to say it was cathartic to go somewhere and laugh with a group of people because this was right after oh. the election. Yeah. People were still kind of reeling, and I remember that feeling of like, right. oh man, I re- my body needed to let this out. Right. Yeah. Can you sense that when you're up there? People, yeah, I think the way so. people laugh. Well, every year we Rob and I rewrite. The run that the twins bring. The twins, right. bachelor farmer sisters come in. Right. And they're, the, they're the ultra conservative uh, 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 tea partiers are now the Freedom Caucus. Yeah, they come in and they they have they celebrate. You know, yeah. like Donald Trump, and, and yeah, and so we enjoy. You know, we write we write the jokes. We don't know if they're going to work or not. And then the yeah. first cup, we try to hope that they will. And they're pretty funny, so most of them do. And one of them is played by my friend Miley Flanagan, yes, uh, yeah. who is uh, a past guest on this very podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she's yeah. the greatest. Always one of the yeah. one of the originals. Yeah, yeah. from our show. Yeah. 
I love one of the things that your show has that I love when a show does this, <clears throat> excuse me, is the way the set looks at the end is so different than the way it looks at the beginning. <laughs> and I love when you go in and everything just gets fucked up, you know? Trash. Yeah. That must be fun for whoever has to, you know, put it back together. Well, it's, it's, it's a... No, they don't complain. You know, yeah. I, I used to be my cousin would do it. And I thought, oh, you like doing it. Because she kind of enjoyed being by yeah. herself and sweeping. And then she goes, no, I don't really like doing it. Oh, just, I thought you wanted to be in show business. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Marissa Dramasi, Dram- who's our stage manager, has been so great. And she's been doing it the last couple of years. Unbelievable. And she's like, yeah, are you real. sure you're okay? No, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And she's yeah. sweeping so, up all the cheese balls. Such a nice person. And, yeah. yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. And uh, it looks like a tornado's come through there, which is ironic because when we first did the show, we didn't have an ending, right? It, right. it was oh. an improvised show the first time. Right. And we ended it by, didn't we have a, a tornado alert or something? Yeah. We did try that. What was the original germ of the idea? Like, how did it start? Uh, it started by I was we we were all performing at this place called Theater Theater in Hollywood. Yeah, it used to be in Coanga. Yeah, in Coanga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The old, where the where the old uh, uh, bus station became. And now it was torn down, something else is there. Yeah. Jeff Murray uh, asked me to do a show. It was a holiday show and he kinda wanted it to be a party because we had done a show called the Telethon for the Flesh Eating Virus. Oh, that's right. So I, yeah. Well, I knew Joe before, but we'd done a show. And then Mark and I were in another hilarious show called the Girly Magazine Party. Yeah. So we kind of came up with this idea about a, uh, a party. And then I had an, a character, of an insurance agent that I wanted to do. Joe had a small town sheriff. And... Uh, so we kind of put that together. Mark was in the first show, but you weren't. Your character, Mark, had his long-running character Marty, which he's been doing around town for years. How many uh-huh. years have you been doing that? Oh, more than since this show. Yeah, since when before did, Bob's. When did you first waiting for Marty to be discovered? I want Marty ready. to have his own FX show. Thank I mean, you. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm thinking edgy though. Well, let's like, do it. Yeah. So, when was the first time you did Marty? Uh, Do you remember? Well, we I was the very first time. Uh, Two Headed Dog is a comedy group that I work with. Also, we do a lot of characters and sketches. So Marty existed in that world, but prior to that, before the first time we did that, um, I was doing Marty. It basically started as an impression of Spicoli, mm-hmm. um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was oh, my yeah. version of of that. It used to be just sort of like a Spicoli type, and then it, uh-huh. you know, kind of turned into its own thing and. Been around ever since. He's just a little older now, but he's still the same. He's such a great character. <laughs> he hasn't lost his, uh, his joie de vivre. <laughs> right, not no. at all. So that first show was kind of an improvised show where we kind of put the, well, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Right. It was kind of a show where one guest arrives after another to Bob's party. Strangely enough, and, and people, uh, I'm sorry. No, that's just kind of. People would come in and they'd come in and they'd say, hey, Bob, and they'd start just rattling. Yeah. And some of those stories that people came in with still exist today. Yeah. Not maybe in the first form, but... The germ of it. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a funny, because some people think that was the best show, because yeah. was, everything was being created on the spot. Um, I can't remember it yeah. myself, but I know that a lot of the stuff is still in it, isn't it? That we, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah a lot we finally wrote a script and came up with a yeah. plot of sorts, but, you know, just these weird stories about yeah. weird people in a weird town, which... Is really what it's well, and most of those stories are yours, and most of those are yeah. based on real life. Yeah. Joe from Pipestone. We had to change the name. We've written, you know, screenplays and right. sitcoms based on this. We're still trying to sell them, right? Um, but we had to change the names because 
I'd come in and talk about these people who I knew, and these things were real. Where did you? Where were you from? It's a small town in southwest Minnesota, not yeah. far from where Rob grew up. It was oh, in northwest so. Iowa. So we grew up about what eighty miles apart, or yeah, about that. I mean, stories that happened, real things that happened in a small town. Guy yeah. shot himself between the eyes. He's all right. You know, he is all right, but he, he, he shot himself between the eyes, you know, and, with a tw- and he showed up at school. He was a little, he limped a little, but he was fine. Yeah, I found out, I didn't realize this, but a few years later when we were, like, writing this down, Joe said, well, i got to change these names because these are real people. And I'm uh-huh. like, what? <laughs> so we put their names around. And then Joe gets confused. <clears throat> I have to tell you a story about that. Through. I made a short film called Reunion about a 20-year class reunion, yeah. and I used my old yearbooks. Uh, as a prop, and I had my art director kind of mess it up so it didn't look kind of the same, and then I had him go in and write mean things about people because that was sort of the gag. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, somebody's picture didn't get changed enough, and there was something written about, you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things that oh. kind of came back to haunt me a little, but, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, to this day, just fixated on the small town experience. I, I don't know why exactly. I mean, I'm a little neurotic, but right. I, because I came from that, yeah. and I just, I remember all these things. Like, some stuff I can't remember big chunks of time in my right. life, but I always go back to my hometown. Yeah. And I, these these ghost stories come up, and they're just weird stories. I mean, that some of which haven't even been tapped into yet. Yeah. I mean, we had a neighbor who had an electric bird feeder cage. And yeah. He'd sit there in his, and when the birds would come in, he pushed his remote control, and <laughs> the door would shut. <laughs> he'd kill these starlings. Didn't like the yeah. starlings. You know? No, fuck the starlings. And he hit. He was a dentist, and he hypnotized yeah. people. You know, and he had a wife who was. Enormous, who never left the house, right. and a mentally ill daughter who uh, I think walked. Those have come into all that stuff. Is but doesn't Bob well, have a wife? Place, maybe. Uh, doesn't have somebody at home? Well, he, no, Bob, no, he no, is his mother. His mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. His mother's talked right. about, mm-hmm. and uh, Bob has a thing for the mayor's wife. Yes, kind of at a, the nick, at the nick, nick, knack, knock. The right. nick, knack, right. Now, have, is there a real nick, knack, knock? Someone was it named after? No, that was just no. it. But I think we've all been in a, in a knick-knack nook of yeah. some sort. I yeah. mean, yeah. so good. One of the things I find really touching, though, is like Bob's journey. Because he's got dreams. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he ultimately has to choose between his dreams and the people in his life. Yeah. And it's, I find it very... I think one of the reasons maybe the show has endured is because it's got that heart along with all the, yeah. the chaos and the hilarity. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's yeah. what we try to keep it in. Yeah. In there. Yeah, it's good. My personal feeling is that because the times are so kind of sad and scary in right. society and the world, that, I mean, we're selling a few more tickets this year than we did last year at this time. They're not, we still have some left, but they yeah. are going. And I, my feeling is that people want to escape into this kind of yes. heartfelt, sort of crazy, goofy, small town experience. You know, the the sentimentality of it. Bob is so decent. He's just such a decent person. And it's nice to remember that that there are people like that in the world. He's a straight man. Yeah, I think everybody in our But you know, he's know. getting some on the side. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, we get away with all this terrible behavior in this in this town because I think all the characters are have heart, even though they're they all love twisted each other. and messed up and but they all kind of just want the same thing. Yeah. They want love and they want, you know, yeah. people to be in their lives. Oh yeah, know? it's like a family, you know, and like yeah. any big big family reunion yeah. or big you go back for Thanksgiving and everybody's, you know, it's pleasant at first, and then, you know, the drama <laughs> comes out, it gets crazy, and then at the end, you know, you're still family, and it's beautiful and at first. <laughs> Rob, you do something that I don't think Daniel Day-Lewis has ever done, any of these big actors, you go to the bathroom on stage. 
Well, I simulated. It's a willing suspension of disbelief, as we say in the theater. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you know, that came about, about, I don't know how many years ago, but (laughs) we were doing the play somewhere. At the... the Theater, theater. Okay, they theater, theater. And there was a right toilet right the sitting there, and I said, well, we should use this. The bathroom was actually <laughs> right off the side of the stage. Yeah, for some right. Reason. Without a door, it was open. Well, a lot of those theaters are like that. I little mean, black so box, yeah. yeah. I thought, in my twisted mind, I thought, this would be hilarious yeah. to just sit down, pretend like you're taking it. You know, and yeah. and do one of these endless monologues. You just carry on a conversation, and it made it twice as funny because it yeah. wasn't that funny to stand there. And you know, Bob some people and say it made it a hundred times funnier. Well, you, <laughs> the first time yeah. you go, you go. It was completely unfunny. Go, is he? You, you kind of can't believe it. it's happening. It's good. Oh, he's still. I mean, it gets a lot of laughs. Yeah. I mean, wait, such it's such a cheap thing, yeah. but. They had this. I don't because the monologue. If we didn't hadn't discovered that toilet thing, I would think by now that monologue would be out of the play because right. it just has nothing to do with anything. It's about a guy who they found dead in the farmhouse, and he, yeah. you know it doesn't. It's just another weird story, you know. But because he's, it's a, the, the the combination of things, sitting there, take, going to the bathroom, telling the story, Bob being uncomfortable, makes it. Uh, Strangely funny. Oh, you know? it's a, it's 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 horrible, but it is a crowd pleaser. Right. So a lot of people. A lot of people always sit on house left. So that's going to be the stage left. Uh, that's going to be the headline for the, this podcast. It is horrible, but it is a crowd pleaser. Yeah. That's sort of some yeah. of the that's show. That's a good one. I like yeah. that's a good one. I like that too. Yeah. Now, I was thinking that we were going to say. I was going to say we put the holiday back in Christmas. I think so. It's yeah. time. Yeah. We mm-hmm. need it. Um, your character's an actor. And he want, he fancies himself an actor. He's very into that. He is. That must be fun to sort of play. Around. He's theatrical. He's uh, he's one of the he's the star of the local theater there, the community yeah. theater in the area. And uh, he also studies mime, mimery. Uh, somebody came down from French Canada teaching a mimery workshop. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's sort of an outlandish. Um, Extrovert when he gets on stage, right. but he also has a lot of sinister stuff going on involving aliens and conspiracy theories and stuff that he yeah he's he has trouble man. they they have trouble understanding that part of yeah. Marty right and he's a handyman he can do yeah he can do everything when he puts his mind to it and he's not yeah. too stoned yeah, yeah. he's <clears throat> supposed to uh, shingle the middle school this year yeah. Well, but now he's not allowed within five yards, five hundred yards of the school. Is that right, Jim? That's what it is. And he does all the community theater productions in town. He just, he just, once he's on stage, I think yeah. he feels free. He does. <laughs> he does because he's, he's so, you know, in, in real life, he's just being crushed by the man. Yeah. And you people all representing the man. But yeah. on stage, he lets his freak flag fly, as they say. He lets it all come out. And then there's a, a somebody from the past that shows up. Yes. Yeah. And there's a reckoning. Elvin Bewey was our, uh, well, he was a guy that we didn't... Don't give away too much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to give away too much. But he grew up with us and left town. Some say he was driven out of town, but it's not true. It's not clear what happened, but he yeah. came back to. Yeah. Uh, he's a very successful businessman. And people were resentful if someone gets out. Yeah, or, uh, it does he well. Something. Yeah. He invented the uh, hog confinement systems, right. which made him his first million dollars. And he was on commercials, too, right? Didn't mm-hmm. he have on commercials? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're on TV, that's a big deal. Yeah, he comes back to kind of yeah. flaunt it around town, yeah. and people, they accept him, but with a great deal of resentment, yeah. like these guys just said. So that's sort of another theme in the in the show, as you as you mentioned. Bob's got dreams, and he one of the dreams involves leaving town, and that's something that Elwin Bewey had to pay for dearly. Yeah. And Joe gives uh, gives Bob a really hard time about wanting to leave, to leave yeah. killing that dream with a shotgun. I believe it is. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why leave? I mean, 
Look at the news. You go out there, <laughs> stay here. Why leave? <laughs> There's dangers out there. Yeah. So how much work is it to get it back uh, up on its feet after doing it a lot of years? As little as possible. (laughs) No, this year it's going to be a little more work than, I mean, we've done the show for 22 years. Yeah, exactly. So most of us remember our lines within a day or two. But we have some new cast members that we're going to spend some time working with. Okay. They they will need a little more time. Yeah. So we just talked to Rob and I got to go the 27th, Monday. Yeah, Monday. Got to go pick up the set. I forgot to run a U-Haul, pick up the set. Where do you keep it? Oh, it is. Way up in extra storage up in yeah. North Hollywood. That's my hood. I told him I didn't want it. My back was going out because I'm getting old. And yeah. I've never recovered from last year's hauling of the flats. Yeah. So we're going to hire a guy or two to help us put the damn thing up, you know. Did you save it after that first year thinking this will probably do this again? Well, we always kept some of the props. And then yeah. uh, we, we, we were at the, the Zephyr Theater. Yeah, and uh, Gary Gittinger was doing their set then, and he built these big, tall flats. Right, and he stored them for a while in his backyard, and then he called me up and said, "I don't want these around my house," and so we got them. And he sat out here with a tarp over them for a few years. Yeah, right. we did that. <coughs> and it's always a question: Do we get rid of this set, right. or do we build it new? And I always think about the what's more economical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in a way, that's part of the, you know, we've talked about maybe get rid of the set this year if we continue to do this play. Right. And just renting a set if we can afford it. Yeah. But it's, that's part of, to me, it's part of the sentimentality. This weird old flats that we slapped yes, together. It no, it's it, like, yeah. it feels like this. It's always the same set. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has the show evolved over time? Has it has it changed in any ways that, that you've noticed? Yeah. It has changed. It's gotten. I mean, there's. We've we've discovered all of us, kind of collectively, improvisationally, and then through writing, discovered lots of physical gags. Right. Lots of them. People come up with stuff that's hilarious. We go, you got to keep that, and then it makes its way in. Now, sometimes everybody's so damn funny, they'll improvise something even funny. Right. But <clears throat> there's some show pieces or whatever you want to call them we keep in there or try to you know that have evolved throughout the years physical stuff and then we like I said we rewrite, we rewrite the twin stuff right and then occasionally people improvise really super funny jokes and we'll say we gotta put that in there and then we're, we get bored <laughs> so we we say hey why don't yeah. we you know we've got to sometimes some of us improvise some new stuff and we realize that we should not Leave it in there. Right. I don't know why they're looking at me, but you know, we gotta, you gotta try. And we say, what hey. happens if somebody does something in the show that that doesn't work? Do you say anything afterwards? Like, don't sometimes, do that again. Well, sometimes we used to say it. Yeah. I just kind of reprimanded. I stopped doing. It. We used to say it on stage. It really didn't work very good, yeah. right? you know. And then people said, "You can't. Don't go. Don't get step out of character." Right. Come. And it kind of didn't really work. Right. But early so, on, when it was more of an improvised yeah, show, yeah. we got away with a lot of that, but not so much anymore. But like when Mark, when Marty comes in, so there's one section of the play, for example, where <clears throat> we get Marty up performing. He's doing right. all of his his mime and his, yeah. his his monologues from plays and stuff. And we just keep get some nights we just keep him going. We keep, hey, yeah. how about, Marty, how about this? How about that? Yeah, to kill a mockingbird. Yeah, you know, and, just like yeah. yelling out yeah. requests, and he'll yeah. just go with it. Yeah, <clears throat> and then we kind of you know, if it doesn't work, we're back. We got to stop doing it. If it does yeah. work, then we're happy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We kind of have to realize that the more we do that in the middle of the play, we kind of su- it suffers at the end yeah, of the play. Yeah, right. and we don't want to go. We have a kind of a golden time when we need yeah. to get. We've gotten there. a little bit better about yeah. having shows that go over two hours yeah. as compared to an hour and a half. Well, things get kind of crazy. In there. Do you ever come off stage and go, "That one went even crazier than usual"? Has anything ever happened in that free for all where you're like, 
I don't know, some, some oh, yeah. an accident or something. Yeah, there's been a lot of near accidents, usually involving uh, Joe and um, Brandy. Brandy. God Brandy bless Brandy. Is, yeah, oh, Brandy's Brandy. a mess. Talk to us about Brandy. Oh, boy. Well, Brandy is a, one of the twins. There's, there's another set of, there's the two twins, the farmer twins. Yeah. But then there's uh, actually another set of twins in the town, yeah. Brandy and her twin sister, Carol, the sort of church lady. Right. And they're opposite, at opposite ends of the spectrum. But Brandy, once she gets to the party, she likes to uh, booze it up, as does Sheriff Joe. And when they start dancing, that's when things get dangerous. Because by then, the floor is soaking wet. Right. Full of cheese balls and tinsel and beer and ice. And Joe always spins her around, you know, with her head swinging out <laughs> near the desk, near the right. ice bucket, near the audience. Yeah. And people are always holding their breath during it. Yeah. I always, I'm always keep my peripheral on making sure I'm clear on that. It doesn't yeah. look like it, but because... No, it doesn't look it, like it. It, uh, <laughs> it used to do it with Ann Randolph, who yeah. was the original, original Brandy Carroll. And, and I probably saw her. Yeah, she no, I think he did. We, yeah. she did it. But lately, the, the Carol Brandy has been a light girl, so yeah. I, it's easier for me to spin her on. Because, right. again, if it gets... I can't. I'm getting weaker and weaker, you know. You know. It's like a gag. There's so yeah. much... We're using a human being. Yeah. The spinning and the, you know. There was one year, another <laughs> story, when you mentioned things that happened that are crazy. One yeah. year, David Bauman, who's not able to do it, in this year, he, he right. plays Mayor Roy. Oh, and he's, he's so... he got a job teaching uh, theater for high school, yeah. I think, in, in Hawaii. So yeah. he's not able to be back. Wow. But one year he came out at the end, there's a big moment, and I don't want to tip it too much, but the mayor comes out and uh, he confronts uh, the bad guy. And uh, David came out in a G string. Oh shit! It was hilarious. I think I might have seen. I feel like I've seen that. Nobody knew it. He's done it since, but that first time, none of us knew it was coming. Nobody knew it was dying. And Joe's going, "That's what is that? That's." I thought it was inappropriate. I I got to become strangely prudish. I was like, "Well, should we do that?" You could see his butt cheeks. That's right, right? Is it? Yeah. But of course, it was hilarious, and now it's it's in. Now it's in. And the new the new Roy actually. Showed me the G string he purchased. Oh wow! In the oh, bag. he's ready to go. But yeah, that's uh, working yeah. with him tomorrow. Yeah, kind of a spoiler alert. Not 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 uh, all the yeah. not all the actors who play <clears> will <throat> do that, but but people have come up. I mean, it's gotten crazy where people from the audience have come drunk to the show yeah. because they hey, it's a part. They think right. we're really drunk, and occasionally people haven't. But uh, they'll come. They've come yeah. onto the stage. Yeah, like what? Well, I, there's a club nearby, uh, Casita del Campo, the, the mm-hmm. restaurant with the cavern club, and they pour really strong <clears throat> drinks there. So the audience is there. There's always like a few people that have had a few too many in the audience, and oh, yeah. sometimes it's a nightmare. Sometimes it's fine, but like I can imagine people coming to your show and thinking one, it's one a party. night, one year, one time, <clears throat> I was in, in the, on the in the toilet doing yeah. that monologue, yeah. taking a you know, and this woman just was <laughs> drunk on stage. I saw her eyes; she was gone, and she was headed towards me, and she started to climb into my lap and. Rob, Bob grabbed her by the arm. What do you do? I was terrified. I didn't know what to do. Bob grabbed her arm and hooked her around and walked her back into the audience. I was surprised because Joe usually is really, uh, I mean, he's a master improviser. Right. And in the past, when people do that, he just said something funny. What the hell to but do? he goes, get, this, get off the stage! He said, and I, I was completely, and I grabbed her and I said, oh, come on. And I pushed her back in the yeah. audience and then she... She yeah. uh, ended up in the lobby trying to climb up into the into the technical booth. What? Yeah, That's that crazy. Was, but Bob is such rough. a caretaker and character that you could see him kind of like making yeah. sure everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He takes care of everybody else. That's and we had the, at the Zephyr Theater another theater that's kind of a was a little horseshoe type yeah. stage. Some people in the uh, 
in the in the audience. There was a big group, and somebody had to get up and use the bathroom. And she came up on stage and asked me if our bathroom really worked during the show. <laughs> during and the we show. just kept the show going because we can do that. Yeah. This show's you should have said yes. I see what happened. I should have said yes, but I said no, go out the door. The audiences are great, though. I mean, we have a lot of people that come year I'm after sure. year. Like you know, know, they come, they bring times. their whole office yeah. with them. They rent party buses and yeah. vans, and it's, it's yeah. really fun. What's the time like after the show? Because I would think the social, the good feeling, the party atmosphere, that would probably be a really fun thing to experience every year, you know? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. We've, uh, we started, I think, last year or maybe the year before, but I think last year we, we had this big red sofa. It's, it's, it's like six feet long. Right. And we started to get uh, cat, you know, let people sit on the couch and take pictures with us. Oh, fun. You know, people that come out. We've had, so we have some... Some fun pictures of, of yeah. people on the, the couch. I yeah. might try to... Well, people do... Do, th- do that. They want to selfie that they stuff? They feel like, like it is a party that they're part of the family, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of. You know, the, those that have been coming Yeah, year I've, been a, year. I've been like at least five to ten times. It's um, something we do that they may not, you may not see the cast yeah. of Hamilton doing no. or Book of Mormon. But we, <laughs> no. we open it up and we invite the people on stage. <laughs> right. It's just some difference between us and them. Sure. One of the differences. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. yeah. There's several. Uh, and when a few years ago we started doing, we'll probably do this a couple of times, doing having talkbacks after the show. Yeah, yeah. fun. That's and, fun. Uh, where we talk back to the audience. <laughs> yeah, we tell them <laughs> you criticize their outfits. Shut up. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the sweaters. There's some wacky sweaters. Oh god, yeah. the twins. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still have a coat that uh, I've worn for since the beginning that doesn't even fit me. It just barely hangs on. It's all shredded, but I, I'm superstitious about it because it, it just it looks like it's from the 50s. Oh, I know. Like yeah, it's coke. got that. I know. It's, and I think it's, it's kind of funny about. that I wear it now because yeah. I'm getting so fat. And, thing really. and Mark, I mean, has stuff he's been, you've worn from the beginning, right? Oh, yeah. T-shirt. Well, Marty's kind of rock and roll a little bit. Like, yeah. yeah, he's got the shredded jeans yeah. and the, usually an ACDC t-shirt yeah. and... Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's got a lot of interests. He's actually a complex character. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk I think more. he's a true we'll, Renaissance man. Yeah, I think we'll have a private podcast yeah. about Marty. And, 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 and Randolph used to keep her brandy costume oh, yeah. in her, the trunk of her car. Just all, all year, all year, all year. So it could, uh, like, like a bottle of wine, it could sort of mature. She never, ever washed her dress until one year she said, Somebody told me this. She told me that it actually had mold growing all over it, so she had to. She had. So I believe it. Then she had these yellow shoes, these yellow sort of heels that just were so gnarly and perfect. But those should have ended up like in the Smithsonian or somewhere next to the ruby slippers. I think they are. are. They. I sent them off. Oh, did you? They should have. I even downloaded the holiday cards that you guys did online, where you could have the Bob's Holiday Office Party card, Christmas cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did that. That's right. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you've talked about it, or people have talked about turning it into a movie or a series, or... Yeah. Yeah. Well, just back to your other point, it just occurs to me that Anne Randolph and some of the performances by these really talented people kind of informed the play. Yeah. Reinformed, like realize here's a character so drunk and so perverted on so right. many levels, and yet so heartfelt and lovable, mm-hmm. and that just kept feeding back into the place. So we all kind of realized that's important that you can get away with all this terrible behavior, but there's this heart 
beating through all of it and yeah. kind of forgives a lot of what we do. Yeah, I think on stage. Yeah, she she's kind of out of control, but she's our out of control person. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We all are in our own way, totally. and everybody is forgiven, but except for Elwin. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's actually forced out again. Forced out of town for the summer. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. That's going to be a fall, guys. Yeah. You've got to direct that, that hate to somebody. Yeah, exactly. But um, TV, movie things, have you have you explored that stuff? I'm sure people come and... We are yeah. trying to... We're working with a, a... This is like our third or fourth guy yeah. who's a great television film editor who loves yeah. the play, and, he, and he's helping us adapt the play into a screenplay. Fantastic. We've written sit, sit, situation comedy scripts, yeah. and we've we've had you know sessions with other producers, yeah. and things have gone this way, that way, and yeah. now we're back to. But we want to do it. Our we're, we're hopeful we actually are going to make this movie. Yes, and I we want to. Want the last way of thinking is let's do it ourselves. Let's make it. Yeah, you know, as cheap as we have to make it, or as expensive, but we don't want to lose. A lot of us that are in yeah. it, because we've had people that came in and they were big shots, and they actually gave us money yeah, to yeah. play. And then they wanted to do this and that and this, and then they disappeared. And, and there was a movie last year, I won't mention it, but we believe was sort of the... I Yes, and it wasn't very good. No. I know which movie you're talking about. I mean, the producer yeah, of yeah. that movie saw our play, and I think it inspired them. And we yeah. all went to see that, that mo- movie. It wasn't very good. But it, you could kind of think, oh, yeah, it's a party that goes crazy. Yeah. But it didn't have the heart. The thing that was missing was that you liked these characters. Yeah. In that movie, you kind of hated everybody. Yeah. Know? And it wasn't a small town. I mean, it wasn't... I didn't find right. that many sim- similarities. Just the idea. The idea. The idea. But uh, the... Uh, I forgot what he was going to say. Sorry. That's all right. Well, there's a point about every time we try to talk to somebody about this movie, they, they go, oh, yeah, well, then, and, you know, and they go, like, oh, we could get... Oh, we should get so-and-so to play yeah. this part. It's like with always a star... Or yeah. a name, and I know that's the way the business thinks. So you need to get that yeah. money. But if we, it's if like, we, no, we want to do it with our. Yeah, people. That, yeah. actually, that's what I was going to say. I, the, I think uh, it, hopefully, in the end, if we do it in a, a smaller budget, low end way with just us, it, it really simply that may ultimately be the way the movie that works best anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so if you ever do a crowdfunding or anything like that, I'm in. Um, right on. Yeah, cool. I would love to see that movie. Well, somebody we, told me recently, a fr- another actor friend of mine, that he, a friend of his wrote, uh, wrote and directed a film in Chicago, I can't remember the name, and it was almost cheap, but yeah. some produ- it was really funny and really right. good idea, and some producers saw it, and they said, we're not going to show this movie, we're going to buy this and reshoot it. And they gave him like, I don't know, a million bucks or whatever, and yeah. maybe it made the movie to be did really well. So um, that's one of my secret dreams with Bob, at very least. Okay, maybe we make the movie, and, we, and maybe we could just sell that. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we could make the movie with our, our own yeah. people and, uh, you know, have it be... Do you guys ever um, wonder what these characters are like the rest of the year? Like, if you did a 4th of July event, what would... We have a second oh, yeah. script. Oh, that's we cool. We have Bob Summer Bash, which we keep... Oh, Last yes. year, in this very house, we had an after-show party, and we were all here, and it was a nice kind of holiday get-together. Yeah. Highly made us all talk... And I opened my big mouth and I said, I really want us to do Bob's Summer Bash next year. You guys have to, you know, do the... And then everyone's like, yeah. And then, of course, I, I dropped the ball and nothing's yeah. happened. Except that we have this script that's really good. It, it's just not quite ready. And yeah. I, I think we're going to get to it. It's really funny. It's, it's, it's got a I'm better sure. story, I think, than, than the original. Yeah. It just needs us to kind of get together and yeah. do it, you know. What is it meant for the three of you to have this thing in your life that comes up every year that's creative and social? And it around? is. It's a tradition. It, uh, it, it really, it's uh, because a lot of us don't actually see each other that much 
um, over the year. I mean, I actually yeah. live around the corner from Rob, so I see him the most, and I don't even see him that much. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's great. It's a great reunion for real. You know, we all get together, and it's, uh, you know, <clears throat> holidays. It's festive. There's there's food and drink on stage. That's and right. We, we have a great time. It's like having 12 uh, holiday parties in, in December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yep. It, it, for me, it's a little stress. You know, to do a show at the holidays is kind of crazy. Yeah, but it works that way. I, from what I look forward to, if we did the summer bash, is that we would be able to maybe run it for a while. Yeah, because yeah. we always just have kind of have a window three weeks. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so there's that, and then it's always yeah the fact that we've still kept it going. It's so good after all this time, and we have some. Um, you know, there's a lot of great people to see it. There's some celebrities that have seen it. There's yeah, who's come to see the I, show? Matt Groening loves it. Yeah, yeah he comes every year. Yeah, he sits he in the front and laughs his ass off. Yeah, he should like sell a, one of his apartments somewhere and let you guys make a movie. He tried to get to kind of come on board with us. Yeah, but another guy that comes is uh, well, it, uh, not to is Bill Plaschke, who's the okay. sports writer. Mm. Like a, I think I don't know if you want to pull it. He's a really great writer, and I. Read him all the time, and I go, "Oh, that's Bill. He likes Bob's." And then, and then when in July, I'm thinking, "Are we going to do Bob's again?" And then I read Bill's column, and I go, "Oh, he's a fan. Yeah, we, we can't let him down. We can't let him down. We yeah. have to do it again." Another yeah. Iowa alum, Tom Arnold. <clears throat> Tom Arnold. Tom yeah. finally came suit. Yeah, yeah, he he liked it. He thought it was. We have Lori Metcalf. Uh, Love two it. Friends of ours brought Lori, and who's that movie star that Charlie brought? That actress. Remember. Oh, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. (laughs) Friend Charlie was was, uh, helping us out one year and brought Meg Ryan. Love it. I got to talk to her after the show. Uh, So we have celebrities, and then we have the people who are not celebrities that come to you. They come back year after year that you see over and over. And uh, we went out to uh, one of our our fans or friends' uh, place in uh, May, wasn't it? We oh yeah, Ron and Carol. Ron and Carol's place and had a barbecue. Right, and they, you and just uh, know them because they came to South Bob. Yeah, they come every year. Every year, I love it. I was back in Minnesota fishing. Yeah, you didn't like it. That was fun though, right? It yeah. was. Yeah. What's your favorite sure. after-show ritual? Like whether this show or any other show. Like I like to go out with the people from the show and get diner food and like talk. And you know what I mean? There's that thing that happens afterwards. I enjoy a furious session of masturbation. Sure. But, uh, that's, oh, wow. wait a minute. If it's well, not furious, it's, can you it's bleep not going to be furious, out? don't even bother. Can you bleep that out? It's timely. You know, it's... It's it of the hard. moment. Yeah. This is I think, line, are you guys going to throw a line in there? I, I mean, last year there were some Trump election references, and oh, yeah, but I would imagine those twins might be a little disillusioned, a, maybe, maybe maybe like I'll calling you, a few was, things into question. Because so far, I think they're, they're they're still on board. They're on board totally because <laughs> well, it's like the Trump people who are still on board. Mm-hmm. They just think if they just give the president a chance. It was mm-hmm. kind of tough, I thought this year because we had a lot of really great jokes that yeah. developed, but they were. Sort of like Sarah Palin and Obama yeah. jokes are fading. So Rob said, "Yeah, we can't, we can, you know." So we just got kind of threw them out and we right. wrote a new run. Which, but then when yeah. I read that run, I thought, "Yeah, maybe we could bring Palin back in." But yeah, we'll I see. But I you got like the, the new run has some good jokes in it. But like you, yeah. you saw, it's it's like they're still hopeful. They're like oh, he's doing a great job. Yeah. They're in this. Mitch McConnell's just making it hard for him or whatever. Yeah. They just believe that you know it's the, the joke is that they have blind faith of this complete bastard, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that, that they celebrate it, you know. Yeah. And they hate, you know. We, and we, they all we, hate the same people. They hate Hillary. Lock her! They start chanting, lock her up! Lock her up! <laughs> At least that's what we've read now, whether they do it yeah. or not. Is, yeah. They, they probably are strangely attracted to Putin with his shirt off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Quite, oh, yeah. Well, they say that's in the line. 
Lithuanians too, they go, well, can't, can't get along with the Russians? It's a Christian thing to do. You know, love your neighbor. You know, I think the Russians are on our side, Bob. Yeah. I really, you know, we touch on that. And yeah. Well, we might have to touch in some of the touching that's going on. The right. Yeah, really, like some of I, that, I think that'll come on rehearsal with the groping and the funny yeah. should, Bob and, I mean, Sheriff Joe's gro- funny Don't should, grope Brandy. It's yeah. funny you should mention that because I was thinking this morning of a lie because I just, all of this sexual misconduct. It's, it's just like every day there's not, somebody. It's still going to be happening during yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And I thought that in the midst of our misbehavior, I yeah. got one of us will probably all say it. It's like, this isn't sexual harassment, is it? And then dive in for some yeah. kind of inappropriate <laughs> kiss or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Roy Moore thing, they, they could that could be on their radar as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's that's just sitting there for a good job. Yeah. Look, my parent, my dad married my mom. She was 14. <laughs> he was 28. <laughs> they had nine kids. They all got married when they were 13. What's that tell you? <laughs> I also want to give a shout-out to the pie. You served pie and coffee during the podcast. It's uh, very that, nice of you, Rob. It's never girl, happened before. It's my girlfriend, Ulrika, who yeah. said, you got to have pie yeah. when they're coming over. That's, That's nice. another great She's thing about today. doing the show, speaking of what we look forward to. After the yeah. last performance of the show, we always come here to right. yeah. Rob and Ulrika's house yeah. for a, a real, actual holiday party with beautiful Christmas tree, beautiful food, and yeah. a meal, and sure everybody nice. kind of winds down, or winds up, depending on who you are. Well, <laughs> all right. You all picked some. You all picked a, a question or two from the observation deck. So, who wants to go first? All right. What do you got, Mark? I got uh, describe your most unfortunate haircut. Yeah. It was just funny because I, I have a 16 year old daughter um, who recently saw a bunch of old pictures of me from grade school days. Right. Uh, back in Iowa, when my mom was my personal hairstylist. Yeah. And uh, she was a fan of the straight line. And my daughter noticed it in a lot of my pictures. I had the straight across bangs, front bangs. I also had straight across side bangs, right. just below the ear. And nice. then I had a straight across block cut in the back. Nice. Like three levels. Very angular. Yeah. 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 I have some pictures. I see that. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. But, yeah. <laughs> but at the time, I, don't, I didn't think a lot about my hair or my, my clothing or my style. I just wow. uh, didn't. You didn't know this until about you know, 10 years later. And I've got to say that Mark has such nice hair. Well, thank you. You've got a good hair well, in there. Yeah. You're going to keep your hair. Well, too. Yeah. I don't think you got any baldness. No, no, it's hanging in there. Hanging in yeah. there. Nice. It's shorter than Marty usually wears, but um, yeah, all, right. you know, all that everything kind of gets shaggy and yeah. Okay. yeah. I love that. What do you, what do you got, Joe? I'm just going to draw one blind. By random. All right, I, I like I'm that. Starting to choke on this. No What was your first car? Wow. That's a good. I think the first car. The got that I bought for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks for a car. Yeah. In 1975, and I was living in in Garrison, Iowa, and the guy, some guy in town had this old Fiat that had no muffler system at all, and it just shot, boom, big fireballs out underneath it, <laughs> yeah. and it poured, wait a minute, no, that wasn't the first car, it was a Fury 3, I'm just okay. but, but, and I poured... Poured used oil. I carried gallon jugs of used oil in the back seat, and every two days I had to pour it, just burn oil like crazy. Because <laughs> I just drove around town. That was and that was like I think that was almost maybe even given to me or fifty dollars. The Fiat was the second car. That was yeah. a fifty dollar car. I love that you could get a car for fifty bucks. And we used to play demo. We used to have we were all these drunken, crazy theater people in this little town, <laughs> bored out of our mind. We actually everybody had messed up old cars. Yeah, and we would get drunk and have. 
uh, demolition derbies around town. The rules where were they would get we hit each other. Oh, you couldn't shit. hit from behind or the front, but you could bang into people <laughs> on the side. You drive around town and do that. <laughs> Once again, you're trying oh, to tell the difference between a it's Bob's bad. Office Party story and the Joe's Real Life story. Well, I also we love that you mentioned theater people. Was it like people that would do the school plays, or there was like a theater group in your town? Well, this, so was, a, about this, this was the old Creamery the Theater, old theater a professional oh, yeah. company. It was in the middle of this little town, which fed my idea about Bob's. 400 people. That's amazing. But it was surrounded by all these little communities. It was between Waterloo and Cedar Rapids. Right. But there's all these little farming towns, so people would come. I mean, at one point, there were two actual theaters there. Yeah. You know, running at the same time, both full of audience members. This yeah. was in the 70s. The sense had to move out of there because there was the farm crisis in the you know the in the eighties. Right, but uh, we we just pack them in and be just all these people from these little towns. Was, I love that. Though. Those were the days, right when, in the middle of it. Well, and those were the days when <clears throat> there was a chance that we might that society might lean towards the humanities, yeah, versus blind greed and hatred, yeah, <clears throat> uh, because the, a, a representative from the National Endowment of the Arts came from Washington D.C. I think is where he's like two. The middle of Iowa yeah. to watch our play, and he gave us a grant. We were doing private lives. He saw it, and he gave us a grant. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much money it was, but I know it was enough to do probably three more shows. Wow. And that would never happen. First, there's no money there. That was right. before Maplethorpe. So yeah. now all that money is probably gone, you know, and it probably would never happen again. One little teeny company in the middle of Iowa, they flew all the way out to, you know, Amazing! It was really great time. Speaking of yeah. quality, you know, to have you, to be able to do your creative thing and be yeah. and be paid. You made yeah. like a, I think a hundred dollars a week. And you stay. could buy two cars with that. <laughs> you weren't paid in cars, yeah. weren't you? We lived out at a farmhouse. Yeah. There was three of us. I think we paid like thirty bucks a piece a month. Oh, for, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it was great times. All right. So what? Did, what's your uh, question? Mine uh, is a very good answer, Joe. Sorry. Yeah, I like that. Mine Cash is what off. movie do you wish you could live inside? So I thought of, uh, well, I landed on the movie um, Local Hero. Local Hero. It's, it's in, it's in Scotland? Or, yeah, Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love that movie because it's about a little town in Scotland. Yeah. It's about a, a uh, you know, this guy from Texas wants to go there to, to buy the town. To right. Put a, some kind of oil refinery in there and then he falls in love with these little people. These little people. These these, these, <laughs> these people little, are people, these little people. Wait, you're thinking of Willy Wonka. <laughs> you know what I'm Tiny saying. Tiny little people. No more than six inches tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I always loved that, and that's yeah. kind of the heart that yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. has. And then I thought, oh, another one is um, a Preston Sturgis movie because we've been talking about Preston Sturgis. Yeah. It's local here. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, um, Another one, uh, Hail the Conquering Hero. Nice. Which is another one. Hero, I've never seen that one, yeah. Which is a very screwball kind of comedy, but about a small town. Right. And trying, trying to honor a, a guy who comes back from the army, and he's, uh, they think he's a hero, but he's not really a hero, and he right. gets out of control, and so they're all throwing parades for him, and he feels terrible because he's not really... He doesn't feel like he... No, he ended up it. in the war. This is a, takes place during World War II. He yeah. was just a, 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 a guy that was a clerk. Yeah. But somehow they thought he was a hero. Oh. But it's a very... I um, want to see that. I haven't seen that. But we've been yeah. talking about the the Bob's movie, and we yeah. want to make it a lot like Preston Sturgis, which is a very com- funny um, uh, dialogue and very uh, kind of sarcastic, funny characters and... That's kind of the, yeah. the heart about that. Love that. All right, tell people how they can find out about Bob's, how they can come see it. Uh, the tickets always sell out, so you got to get on it. Well, go to uh, our website, 
which is bobsofficeparty.com, not Bob's Holiday Office Party, bobsofficeparty.com, or go to Brown Paper Tickets. Right on. Where we're selling tickets. And you, There's a link in our website, but the, also you can go directly to... And it's just 13 performances, and it's November 30th. 12, through, 12 performances. Oh, 12 performances, November 30th through December 17th. Atwater yes. Village Theater, yeah. directed by Matt Roth this year. It's yes. going to be great. We're good, good parking there, easy parking, and there's yeah. a nice restaurant next door. It's a really good little theater area. Yeah, and I want to thank you for all the laughs for all the years. Last year, so I brought one of my best friends who just went through a breakup, Was didn't even want to leave the house, was like still in that kind of like, just shoot oh. me kind of phase, and I can still remember us just howling with laughter. That's so great. That's and awesome. he aims to please. Yeah. Laughter yeah. is the best... When you're laughing, you're not worrying about a damn thing. And you and you probably feel that from the audience, that, yeah, that oh, sense yeah. of like, that yeah. we needed that. There's yeah. no drug better than that. Yeah. Really. yeah. yeah. Right, last question, what's your favorite moment in the show? Uh, ooh. Oh, too many. Too it's many. Um, yeah. Well, wow, it's hard to pick one. I mean, obviously, Joe on the toilet is a, is a huge <laughs> one for everybody. It's the greatest hit. Uh, uh, my personal the favorite thing that I get to do is uh, at one point I'm sitting off to my little chair on the side, and I, uh, Bob and Marjorie are talking about the cookies she brought that have yeah. raisins in them or something. Yeah. And I find a raisin on the floor, but it's not a raisin, it's a bug. <laughs> And I take a bite out of the bug and uh, continue to realize it's not that bad. And I, I finish it off. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait, it's not yeah. a raisin, it's a bug. Yeah, and you're like, that's, a, that's just a statement of fact. I'm still going to eat it. Yeah, that's the bug bit. That's one of my faves. It's not everyone's fave, but it's mine. One that pops into my mind is it's at the very end of the play. I, I'm off stage, or a bunch of us are off stage, and Marty's on stage with Bob. And they're having the, it's kind of the, the war is over. The yeah. play, everything's settling down, and they're having this little afterglow conversation. Yeah. And I just... I guess I'm so high from adrenaline from yeah. the show, and I hear this really funny exchange going on, and, and, and Marty says, I just love, I love the, it's like the perfect timing for a joke, and it, it works almost every time. Yeah. Bob says, Bob, Marty, why don't you try uh, go, going to AA? It seems to work with Joe. And then there's a pause, and you can see that Marty's thinking, and he's he's loaded up with booze, and he's carrying all the <laughs> stuff out, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, well... I probably won't. I just think it's it's just such a great moment. I just hear that. He's thinking. I can't even see this, but I know what he's doing. He's thinking or trying to find a way to kind of answer it. And then the timing is great. It's really fun. He just tells the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. There's a lot of great moments like that. What about you, Rob? Do you have a favorite moment? Oh, there's a lot. And I... I'm on stage from the beginning of the play to the end. Yeah, you're there. I see it all. A lot of times I just like to sit back and watch it. Watch Mark with his antics and his uh, the elevator. If we get him to do the elevator, mm-hmm. which is a to mime bit where he does. Um, there was a moment where Joe uh, says to me, uh, or he asked me about uh, how was Margie doing, and he he tells me that he saw me that uh, saw Margie and I uh, in the back room of the knickknack nook. Right. That would be our little secret. No. And, uh, and then he tells me that he uh, wears a dress from time to time. First time he did that, I cracked up. <laughs> well, he did that. So yeah. dead yeah. Well, that's a line that just came in about yeah. five years ago. We're standing and looking at each other, doing that deadpan yeah. look, yeah. and I could not keep it straight. See, that's which, which is another favorite part of being on stage with these guys and in this show. Things, just, yeah. new things do happen. Yeah. And Rob, in particular, yeah. you'll occasionally you'll see him start to grin and look yeah. upstage or go to his desk because he yeah. he might need to, to laugh a little bit. But also the rock bottle. Classic. Oh, classic. Yeah, classic. classic. One yeah, of my favorites. Classic. Yeah. Rob boom, has the... Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. 
Wait, what's the rock bottle? That's that. That's the pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invention. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has that little thing in it. You hide the booze in it while you're waiting for the locksmith to come. Yeah, I love it. I guess I could laugh. But yeah, there's a lot of great moments. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. Go see the show. It's so much fun. It's holiday cheer. It's you'll laugh your head off. And I hope you guys uh, get to do all the other stuff you want to do. And I'll be right there. I'll be right there watching. All right. Thank you, Dan. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Rob Elk, Joe Keys, and Mark Fite from Bob's Holiday Office Party. If you're in L.A. and you need some laughs, and who doesn't in this world we're living in, go see that show. You will be happy you did. All right, so this happened. I had my launch party for LifeCast on Sunday. I was able to do it in the courtyard of the L.A. LGBT Center. It was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful summer day. <laughs> what is this weather? It's going to be 90 on Thanksgiving. Anyway... Um, we had it in the afternoon. I had some nice desserts that my friend Stephen Lee whipped up for the gang, and uh, he's in culinary school now, so he is really good at that stuff, and everyone loved the um, key lime bars, right? Are you intrigued? The other thing is he was able to order these little sugary confections with my logo on it that were on the cupcakes, so you could literally eat my new side hustle. Um, so it was cool. Um, my friends Jeb Havens and Matt Zarley, past podcast guests, uh, entertained the crowd with a Ed Sheeran medley they put together for a show they're going to do next year in Puerto Vallarta and also here in Los Angeles on January 4th. So that was cool. I was like, look at my friend sing. It was awesome. Um, I think the hit of the party, though, was the step and repeat. Like, you know something is real when there's a step and repeat. Um, I was able to get one, the center do a lot of those and they were able to get me a really good deal and it has my logo on it and it looks like a checkerboard and we shot a lot of videos and, and pictures and stuff to use. And, uh, I kind of just want to have that step and repeat now in my room, just like wherever. Um, actually John Imperato at the center said that somebody that had one made, uh, they now have it as a shower curtain. So that's an idea. But I plan to use it again and do different events and really try to get this brand out there. And uh, I'm excited about it. I'm a little nervous. Um, This morning, I was trying to print something out on my Lexmark printer. And my Lexmark printer is like a slot machine. You don't know what you're going to get anytime you turn it on. And it wasn't working right. And all of my anxiety about starting the business and making money and not having money and spending money on shit. And anyway, it came out and was directed at this printer in a, in a meltdown of rage that my poor roommate Penelope had to overhear and then come in and try to, uh, quell. But sometimes, uh, you got to let, let off some steam. And I let off some steam on some Lexmark because, um, I just had a moment where I realized how much I had spent on that toner, that new ink cartridge, and I could have got a car, maybe, and I didn't. I chose to invest in my output of printing materials, and it wasn't going my way, and I lost my mind. All right, that's not pretty. Thank you so much for listening. Go see Bob's Office Party. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, if you're in L.A., um, and you want a live cast, hit me up. I'll, I'll even travel. Fuck it. Let's, let's, throw, the, let's throw wide open the, the floodgates of potential clients. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. <laughs>